0: To the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 114 of the podcast. Great to have you all with us today as we get set to embark on part one of a two-part series with my man Warren Sharp of SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Part one is today. Obviously, you're right here in the thick of it right now. We're going to look at the AFC East tomorrow in part two. Warren will be back to break down the NFC East. So speaking of the AFC East, I've come up with a lean, a bet I'm somewhat interested in. Maybe that'll i end up making down the line for each of these pods. And when looking at this division, the only thing I can think of is this. Under on the Buffalo Bills. They're sitting out there at about six flat right now at the Westgate in Las Vegas. They hit nine wins last season with Tyrod Taylor, but he's gone. And say what you want about Tyrod Taylor, but he does one thing extraordinarily well, and that's protect the football. And that is why he's going to be starting in Cleveland for most of the season. And that's one of the reasons you may want to look to the over on the Cleveland Browns this season, but that's from a previous podcast. What I'm looking at is this. Taylor and his football diligence gone In its place, likely at some point very soon, Josh Allen, the rookie out of Wyoming, it is going to be a massive jump going from Wyoming to the National Football League. So if I'm to break down all four teams in the AFC East and come up with a lean, it's going to be the Bills under. Nice to see them get back to the playoffs last year for the first time since 1999, but the quarterback switch is going to wreak havoc on this offense. Those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while know that we throw a lot of information around. Warren Sharp's about to join us in a minute with an abundance of information. One thing you need to do to be a successful sports better is stay organized, be diligent, be detail oriented. And there's an app out there that can help you with this. It's called BetQL. You can check out the website, betql.co. It'll give you a ton of details. Powerful analytics for sports betting. Get access to real time live movement, value bets of the day, and meaningful team trends. This is where you can track all your information, stay on top of everything, and be organized. So before you even think about launching into the 2018 NFL wagering season, download BetQL, get the app. If you're on an Android, it's available at Google Play. If you're on an iPhone, it's available in the App Store. Get yourself set there, play around with it, start to experiment with some of the baseball lines. Truly a must-have resource for the 2018 season. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did, um... Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I do not think so. He's one of the brightest minds in the business. You can check him out at sharpfootballanalysis.com, sharpfootballstats.com, and on Twitter at sharpfootball. In addition you have to pick up Warren Sharp's 2018 football preview, which is available on Amazon.com now. It is a must-read for those of you who are looking to gain an edge this football season. Ladies and gentlemen, making his return to the Sharp 600, Warren Sharp. Warren, this preview is amazing. How much time did this thing take you?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back, Joe. Uh, basically start a couple weeks after the Super Bowl and take two, those two weeks off. From studying football, relax, refresh our mind, dig right back in. And it definitely takes about four months to crank away and have this thing ready by the end of June.
0: Warren Sharp's 2018 football preview available on Amazon.com. There is a link in the bio to this podcast that will take you right there. We've eliminated all of the headache of having to search for this yourself. Now, Warren, today, part one of our conversation, part two will be tomorrow on the NFC East, part one on the AFC East. We begin with the New England Patriots, nine straight and 14 of 15 years worth of divisional titles. Additionally, the Patriots have hit 11 wins in 14 of their last 17 seasons. It seems surreal at this point to say that, but it is in fact the case. However, the regression has to hit them at some point. So my question to you is this. Is 2018 the year that New England finally drops off?
1: It's a great question. I think the problem is the problem is their coaching. The problem is that they are so far ahead of the rest of the AFC East. Uh, but obviously you're going to have to be when this many wins is projected for you. But they just don't have nearly the level of competition in that division. And they continue to turn over stones looking for edges, Every single opportunity that they get. So from a coaching and a philosophical perspective, they're very far ahead of the game. Um, I think they're great with so many different things they do, whether it's passing to the running backs, whether it's utilizing a great tight end and the mismatches that occur from targeting their tight end frequently. And the scary part is in the book, I uncovered things that I thought they could do even better inside the five yard line to improve their success near the end zone. They were went to pass heavy last year. I think they need to run the football a little bit more there, and they'll have better success. Uh, so this is a very difficult team to try to project that they'll have a bad season this year. I agree with you. It's definitely not a team, though, that I'm interested in going either way on their win total.
0: You know, some people try to make the case that because Julian Edelman is suspended for the first four games of the season, it could hurt them. But Edelman missed all of last year with an injury, and they still wound up in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a uh, he's definitely a difference maker, though, for the team when he's out there. And without Amendola, who was sort of the Edelman light, who was able to play in that slot, they're going to have an issue at some point. Um, you know, Chris Hogan, I think he's very underrated in fantasy drafts right now. I think he offers tremendous value, as does Rex Burkhead. The good thing about this team is they got so many good running backs who can catch the ball. They obviously lost Dion Lewis last year. But I still think that between white and Burkhead. And then they obviously drafted Sony Michelle, who if he's able to produce out there, I think, uh, and not fumble the football, he's going to be a small piece of their team this year. They've got opportunities to be, uh, a successful this season offensively with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Hogan, and Rex Burkhead is kind of like the main cogs of that offense. And then you've got that offensive line, which they're obviously trying to replace Nate shoulder with Brown at their left tackle. So, um, I think it's going to be a challenge without Edelman. There's definitely going to be some times where the the team isn't on the same page. Uh, But the other factor is you look at those first four games that they're going to play without him. Detroit, Miami, which is in New England, so not going down to Miami yet. um, And Houston, where we'll see how good Houston is, especially with that rebuilt offensive line that they've got. Uh, The Jacksonville game in Jacksonville Week 2, I think, is their scariest opportunity um, with what Jacksonville lost in that AFC championship game. And they were up by 10 in New England in the fourth quarter. But in either case, I think the loss for Edelman is big, but I don't know that completely derails their, their hopes of exceeding this win total.
0: The bills went nine and seven last season and made the playoffs for the first time since 1999, but they parted ways with quarterback Tyrod Taylor, who is now in Cleveland and they drafted Wyoming's Josh Allen in the top 10 likelihood Buffalo reaches six wins this year, which is how Vegas sees them for the win total.
1: Uh, yeah, look, the the Bills are one of the teams that we went the hardest on towards the under this offseason. Um, when the last came out, I was shocked that one of your books out there opened them at seven and a half. We were able to get beyond limit bet down on them at seven towards the under. Uh, we, we were able to get the book to raise their limits a little bit for us. So we got a, a substantial amount of money down, at least from a season win total, as much as you could get pretty much on uh, the under for the Buffalo bills at seven. This is a team that was 0 and six in regulation when they tied or lost the turnover battle, but eight and two, when they won it, they had the, Second-best quarterback in the last three years to Tom Brady in terms of interception rate in Tyrod Taylor, who was great at not throwing interceptions, who has now gone to Cleveland, and instead is going to be either a rookie or a backup quarterback from last year. If either of those guys produce at the average turnover interception level in the NFL or at what rookies typically do, they're going to be throwing twice as many interceptions this year as what Tyrod Taylor did last year and as I just mentioned with their turnovers they cannot afford to give away more interceptions teams that win the turnover battle win 80 percent of their games they're not going to have that success this year if they don't win the turnover battle as often I think it's going to be unlikely that for that to happen last year's team if you look at the book their offensive defensive metrics are well below average Uh, they just basically got their nine wins through some luck and some turnover uh, success so I see this team as Struggling. The good part for them is they play in the AFC East. So, apart from the Patriots, the division's sort of up for grabs uh, amongst second place there with the other three teams. But I just think that it's going to be difficult for them to uh, to exceed, you know, and get seven wins or more.
0: The Miami Dolphins open with a win total of six at the Westgate in Las Vegas. That number is now sitting at six and a half. Is that too low for a team that has hit six wins in ten straight seasons?
1: I I think the Miami Dolphins. A lot of people have a perception of them. Just it's not typical for it's not atypical for teams for for fans to have perceptions of teams who, with their final records and what they saw as a six win team last year. But this team was up against so many impediments last season. If you look at everything from you lose your week one game. Uh, because it gets canceled due to the hurricane. You have to go to week four in London. That gets counted as a home game. You play only seven games in your home stadium. You don't get to buy after London. Um, by the way, you're going to be using a mercenary, a quarterback, essentially Jay Cutler coming in for $10 million for one year, has no real incentive to do anything tremendous, knows he's done after this one year. Like It's just a lot of bad situations for this team. So I think it's somewhat... Remarkable to an extent, especially considering some of their injuries that they were able to win six games last season. Um, So they have negative 14 total turnover margin. They have an easier schedule this year than what they had last year. They get Ryan Tannehill back. Um, I'm not in love with their receiving weapons and and, and threats at receiver, but I think that they are adequate. And certainly in this division, you would think that the team could hit six wins again this year. So, Uh, I I think it's a team that I'm a little bit higher on than most, but that's a lot to do with just what people's perception is from last year. And I think this team is better than they were last year, but they're still going to have to win close games this year in order to exceed their win total
0: after shocking just about everybody in 2010 by winning 10 games the Jets have gone on to win just 10 games total over the last two seasons new quarterback this year in USC Sam Darnold who was drafted in the top five and a win total that sits at six just like the Buffalo Bills what do you make of this year's Jets team
1: the Jets are the most difficult one of the most difficult teams for me to figure out in terms of long-term perspective uh, as well as what I think of them for this season because they do have some different pieces uh, because they weren't very good last season but they played in a lot of close games they only went three and six in one score games um, my opinion pretty much on them is 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 not favorable uh, and I think that they've got some obviously a, a learning curve for their quarterback uh, but The good thing is he's got one of the easiest schedules in the league in terms of pass defenses, uh, with the exception of Jacksonville week four, one of the easiest in the league up through his first six weeks. So I think there should be a somewhat favorable transition, assuming he's able to win the starting job in camp. And I like his long-term prospects uh, learning under Josh McCown. I think he's a great quarterback to, to learn under for a younger guy. Uh, But I don't really have any strong feelings one way or another on the jets this season
0: all right two-part question about the afc east part one how many legitimate playoff contenders reside in this division and then part two how many legitimate super bowl contenders reside in this division
1: uh that's easy number one uh, is number one and number two is number one <laughs> there's only one team in each case that then that's the patriots and they are they are one of the most legitimate that we've got in the entire league, so that's a pretty pretty slam dunk one for me.
0: Before I let you go, are there any other NFL futures that you've been keeping an eye on outside of the teams in the AFC East?
1: Um, yeah, I mean i i like the I like the Indianapolis Colts. We were able to get them at six. I think that was a team that just everybody was totally down on all the Twitter universe was talking about. The fact that Andrew Luck hadn't thrown a football in 500 days, nobody was high on this team whatsoever, but they had so many unfavorable things happen to them last season, much like we just talked about with the Miami Dolphins. Anything from they lose Luck, they didn't know that till right before camp, or sorry, in camp, they actually acquired Jacoby Brissett a week before the season starts. He can't even play the first week of the season because he doesn't know the playbook well enough. They go out to L.A. and get destroyed by the Rams. Jacoby Brissett starts every game after that. Uh, He's obviously the backup from New England. They play the third most difficult schedule of opposing pass defenses. Um, They have one of the most injury-plagued rosters, especially along the offensive line. They are actually leading and entering the fourth quarter in eight of their first 11 games, the only teams to lead more often were the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles, the two teams that went to the Super Bowl, yet they blew all these leads with predictable fourth-quarter play calling, as I detailed out in the book. Um, They only won four games last year, even though they led it entering the fourth quarter in nine of their games. They got a totally new coaching staff, got rid of Pagano and, and and the crew, and brought in Frank Reich from the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think this team is just, on the right trajectory. I love what Chris Ballard has been doing the last few drafts. And I think that this team is headed in the right direction. Will they be a team that competes for the uh, AFC South crown like they did in the Andrew Luck years back when he was healthy and and a younger quarterback? No, not this year. But I think that they're better than what they were favored in, which was three games to start the season as favorites. And they were also better than the sixth win that they were projected to make uh, at the start of the season as well. So, I think there's definite upside for the Colts, but I'm not going to go crazy and take any AFC South futures on them. But from a win total perspective, I think that they had some value.
0: He's one of the most innovative minds in the space. Check him out at sharpfootballanalysis.com, sharpfootballstats.com, and on Twitter at SharpFootball. And check out the bio here. Click the link. Go purchase the 2018 football preview by Warren Sharp. It is without question must read material for this season. Warren Sharp with us here on the Sharp 600. Warren, it's always a pleasure. Dynamite stuff, my friend. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. Pay that man his money.
0: Episode 114, our AFC East preview is in the book. Shout out Warren Sharp for swinging by today to help with that. Shout out Warren Sharp for swinging by tomorrow to help with our NFC East preview, which means that's a wrap for today everybody thanks for your continued support of this project it is greatly appreciated check out that betql app when you get a chance but for now be well and best of luck